Hey there, baseball fans. Lots of happening this week in high school baseball. We've got a new number one. We've got two teams leaving the top ten, two teams entering the top ten. One's a newbie, and the other is expected and back in the top ten. Six teams still undefeated. So without further ado, let's talk some high school baseball. Okay, let's start with Game of the Week. I was out uh, watching Apo versus Sally's at the time. Apo was number one, uh, even though they lost earlier in the week versus Cochran. Now, this game was a thriller, no doubt, as the lead changed several times, especially in extra innings as it went nine innings. Uh, again, lead changed a couple times, and it ended with a walk-off in the bottom of the ninth, a sack fly by Ben Venema. Awesome, fantastic, exciting baseball game, and fun to watch, no doubt. On the other hand, I wanted to talk a little bit about there was some really poor fundamental play in this game, and, and, and again, I don't want to take away from the, the fact that this was a uh, fantastic, fun game to watch and certainly to play in for the fans of both sides, uh, but there was just a lot of really mental and physical errors that uh, just have to be cleaned up with both teams uh, in order them for them to make uh, a big run in the state tournament. Um, first. The first thing there was a sack bunt, and again, I'm not hating on anybody here. I just, uh, along with some commentary, I like to give some advice to players and coaches out there uh, to help, you know, understand the game a little bit better. The first inning, leadoff walk or hit by pitch, whatever it was, Apo's got a man on first, and they sack bunt. Now, the, the game is simply about getting 27 outs, really 21 outs for uh, high school kids in seven innings. A sack bunt in the first inning, okay, fine. Uh, that's your strategy offensively. I've got no problems with that. But defensively, it's the first inning. Simply field the ball and go to first, get the out. There's no rush to get the out at second. It's not the winning run. It's the first inning. Most high school games aren't going to be one nothing. And I'm not laying the, all, the sole blame on this play on the, uh, on the infielder that field the ball because once he fielded it, all kinds of players and coaches yelled 2-2-2-2-2. Two, 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 two. Now this play at second base, whether it's in college or high school, people don't they don't bunt in pro ball anymore. Um, again, that guy at second base for a third baseman to come in crashing and have to turn around and wheel and flip to second base is a very difficult play. And in order to make that play, that guy that's going to second has to be basically in the middle of the baselines for that to be the right decision. So just just that little play right there. Uh, cost the Sal's two runs, and it could have been more if Brody Valentine didn't get him out of a jam with bases loaded, uh, I believe, no outs or one out. Uh, but just flip the ball to the first base, take the out. They still got to get a hit to score a run. You got one out man on second, no big deal. Take take the out. Um, and, again, this play came up twice later, and it was just poorly executed defensively by both sides on the sack punt with errant throws uh, and errant decisions. But that th those were both physical errors. This was just a – a mental error. Uh, another note in high school baseball, since we're on this topic, is the two places where I see the most, where you can make the most difference as a, as a coach or a team is simply uh, aggressive base running and outfield positioning. Um, I see so many times when I go to high school baseball games, outfield you know, playing deep, deep, deep with uh, six, seven, eight, nine hitters, especially to the opposite field. I mean, in, in high school baseball, these guys, 
at the bottom of the lineup for the most part, they might hit one ball a year really far. And if they do, they hit it over their head, that's fine. But most chances, they're going to get their hits right in front of the outfielder. So, uh, you know, I find that playing the outfield really deep against the, the bottom of the lineup guys, especially in the opposite field, is uh, is not a, uh, a, a great advantageous thing to do for your team. Also, uh, as a catcher myself, I was very good defensively up through AAA, and I, I threw a lot of guys out. But in high school, I didn't throw a lot of guys out. I rushed everything. I threw things – uh, wild, not accurately, uh, and I was probably maybe, I don't know, 25% throwing guys out in high school where I was 50, 60% in pro ball and about 70% in, uh, in college. Yeah, thanks. High five to myself. My point is, steal more, especially first and third where there's two outs and that run means something. They, nobody's ever throwing it down to second, and just like the sack bunt, you're probably going to get an error and a run uh, more often than you're going to get somebody thrown out. So just a little advice there because there was a couple opportunities on first and third where I think uh, both teams could have stolen and they, and they just kind of, uh, you know, played station to station there. The last thing, uh, there was an interesting play, and again, this is a mental error. If uh, When you're playing the game, you have to think pitch to pitch, and you've got to think the situation. Coaches can't walk you through every single pitch and play. Uh, Apple had first and third after scoring the go-ahead run, I believe in the ninth or the eighth. Uh, they had first and third, nobody out. So Sal's brought their infield in, and they were giving up the steal to second base, which would have made it second and third, nobody out, uh, which would have been a really difficult spot to not get some insurance run. I believe Carrier stole second, and the fourth hitter swung at the pitch and hit a line drive to right field, that doubled carrier off, and the runner at third didn't score. So that was really the key point in the game because Apo had these uh, had Sal's uh, in real trouble after the go-ahead run scored, but they still had runners on with no outs. And, again, the batter swung at that pitch. The, the play is to steal. The play is to take the pitch. Uh, again, 0-1, so what? Um, and now you got second or third, nobody out. You can do a million things there. But, again, a mental error, swinging at that pitch, lining into a double play, and also the third base runner not getting back in time to tag up. Not sure he would have scored anyway because it was really right at the right fielder with a with a great shot to come home. But either way, just, just a mental error both sides that uh, um, cost uh, Apo the game there. So just a couple of notes there. But an awesome game, fantastic game. All right, so let's go to the top 10 and upcoming matchups. Um, first, uh, teams out of the top 10. And again, a rough week for number one, Apo, who, again, with Co- Coach Torres, haven't lost since 2018. That's correct. Yeah, I think 27-0 and at this point, uh, 26-0. Uh, they had a rough week. They lost three straight to Concord, Sal's, and then the Golden Knights down there at Sussex Central. So they're out of the top 10. 10 they'll be fine they'll get through the season they'll have they'll make a run in the tournament but we'll check back for them they're dropped to two and three uh they play smyrna and glasgow this week so that'll probably get them back on track indian river's also out uh we put them in the top 10 snuck them in the top 10 last week but they lost a close one at dover and they also got blanked by st mark's so they're uh they're out this week 
All right, my newbie sneaking in without a loss, one of these six undefeated teams at number 10. My good friend and a guy you just want to hang out with anytime you see him. And I also, every time I see him, I want to hug the guy, Coach Bill Cannon, over there at Tower Hill. The Hillers checking at 3-0. and uh, They did beat Concord and Friends, uh, two solid programs, and they haven't lost. So we've got to give them some props. They deserve it. They're 3-0. and uh, Generally a soft schedule most of the year, but uh, you still got to win some baseball games when, when you're playing any team. So they're 3-0. They're at number 10. Number 9, Conrad's back in the top 10 as expected. After that early loss to Apo in the first game of the season, they've won three games. Uh, they, they had a great game against uh, uh, Archmere, a back-and-forth game where they won, I believe, in extra innings. And uh, they're 3-0. and They've got a three-game winning streak. They do have St. Mark's and DMA looming next week after a tune-up versus William Penn that they can't overlook. Tyler Prung and Braden Shear look like they're leading the offense Shear didn't make it out of the first inning on the mound, though, so I'll have to check in to see what's happening there. Not sure about an injury or not there, but he's their number one, so they're going to need him if they're going to make a run in the playoffs. Number eight, Milford. Again, after uh, an opening day drubbing by Cape, they've reeled off five wins. Aiden Zimmerman is leading the way offensively, uh, and as well, he's helping out on the mound, along with Mason Morris and Dale Osterman. Alex Mergner is pacing them on the bump. A big win versus Caraval could lead to some more confidence this week, but I'm sure Mox will have something to say about that. So Milford's uh, in at 5-1 and one at number 8. I've still got St. George's in at number 7. They took care of Del Calso and Polly this week. They're 4-1. and one. I really love this kid, Zach Hart, on the mound. A rarity in high school baseball, as I've seen this far. A strike-throwing machine, averaging somewhere in the mid-70s, 70%, 75-77% as a strike-thrower. Uh, again, a hardball factory product, by the way, under the tutelage of stud pitching guru Eric Buckland. High school pitchers take notice. Throw the dang ball over the plate and you'll get some wins and help your team. And go work with Eric Buckland. He's an, he's absolutely unbelievable over here at, uh, at our hardball factory. Uh, he works with most of the stud pitchers in the state, at least up north. Uh, Sean Edivane continues to murder the baseball. He's heading to Wilmington U next year to play for Aug. St. George's has Archmere and Hodson. Up next, so no easy wins there. Coming in at number six, Sal's had a big week early versus Apo. We talked about that. Then held an early lead versus Sussex Tech before being blown out late 11-1. They need to get the bats going a little bit as they have St. Mark's and Cape on the horizon after battles with Newark High School and Newark Charter this week. Brody Valentine is a solid number one, but Brody, let's start throwing some more strikes, big fella, and you'll carry the Sal's much further. Number five, DMA continues to take care of business as they beat their counterpart, First State Military, and took care of Middletown as well. I was a bit confused why they went for two up 20 to nothing versus First State at the end to make it 22 to nothing. Not sure why they went for two at the end there, but uh, either way, that's a joke. Kevin Williams, solid in his outings thus far as he moves to 2-0 in the year. I'm anxious to see these guys play soon. Uh, as they are under the radar a bit at 6-0, but the tougher part of their schedule to come soon. They do have friends and the rivalry Conrad this week, a crosstown, sh- a crosstown showdown. That'll be fun. I believe that's Friday this week. Hope to get out to see that. All right, on to number four, Sussex Central. Again, the, the, the top four are loaded with Sussex County teams. 5-0 Sussex Central stayed perfect on the year. 
uh, and the week as they knocked off Apo on Saturday, four to two. Brandon Anderson pitched a complete game while TJ Morgan, while TJ Morris picked up a huge RBI with some situational hitting on the on the ground out. Again, Sussex Central's got a, a couple of games coming up, and they've got a tough schedule. Man, they're playing the big boys uh, again in their conference and outside of conference, so. Uh, they're going to have a tough run of it the rest of the way, but that's going to get them playoff tested as they head into the uh, state tournament. Number three, Sussex Tech, another Sussex uh, County team. They're 5-0. and Connor Ellingsworth and Jason Shockley continue to impress for Coach Jefferson's group at Tech. Uh, they did have a couple of rainouts, I believe, so they only got in one game versus Sal's, but they took care of business pounding uh, Sal's 11-1, again, being down early, so the game was a little bit closer than that, just got away from Sal's a little bit later. I spoke with Je- Coach Jefferson along with Ellingsworth and Shockley, Jonathan Stokely, Grant Allen, Adam, sorry, Grant Allen, Alex Adams, who's heading to Wesleyan College, and Cody Dimes is, is helping out big time with this tech group as they are 5-0. Cody Dimes heading to Lewisburg College in the fall. Huge contributors, those guys, again, along with Ellingsworth and, and Shockley. All right, number two, Cape Henlope, and not a surprise. Again, I could put these guys number one. Uh, obviously, you're going to figure out who number one is, uh, but Cape Henlope keeps rolling along. They've got a depth, depth, depth. They're 5-0. and uh, Again, they won game this week with Lake and, and took care of Lake 11-3. Uh, they did have a rainout versus Caravel. That would have been an exciting game on Saturday. They've got Tech and Central and Sal's on the horizon. So that should be a great test for Cape in the middle of the season. Again, I expect these guys to make a deep run in the in the playoffs. They've got hitting, they've got defense, they're well coached, and they've got depth on the mound. Uh, but my new number one, since Apo uh, is out of the uh, number one spot, I've got to give it to St. Mark's. Again, they're 6-0. and They're leading. Uh, they have a, one more win than Cape. Again, I... I totally get that they've got a softer schedule. Cape has some better wins, uh, but neither team has played any of the stud teams yet, so that's really going to tell us where everybody is. Uh, but the Spartans have been blowing teams out on their way to 6-0, and they will be tested soon as, as they have a tougher schedule to the middle to the end and play all the big boys coming up soon. Uh, but they get the nod to be number one. Also, they've got the best pitcher in state right now. Again, Christian Calmer is just dominating. Uh, he'll be a blue hen next year heading down to uh, Newark in the fall. But uh, he's just been unmatched this year. Let's look at some stats. He currently sits at 3-0 and with a .438 ERA. Yes, that's less than half run a game. He's only given up one Ernie on the season. He's striking out about two an inning with 31 Ks and 16 innings to only four walks. Again, pitchers. Drives me crazy as a catcher. Drives us all crazy. Why are we trying to throw the ball a million miles an hour and put guys on? I think all uh, all three or four games that I've seen in the last couple of, couple of weeks, multiple eight, ten walks on both teams. It's just uh, it's really tough to win baseball games and help your teams throw the ball over the plate. High school, it's tough to hit. It is tough to hit. Let me remind you, ask any hitter. It's tough to hit. Throw, tell them a fastball is coming, and they're still going to get out seven out of ten times. Uh, again, Calmery a stud. Uh, that's why I think uh, it'll be interesting because uh, looking at just the one and the two teams, again, Sussex Central, Sussex Tech, uh, and DMA are still undefeated as well. But St. Mark's has the, has the big number one pitcher, which is going to – 
help them, obviously, in the playoffs, but they need some help from their number two and three. They've got to get a better established uh, second half of the rotation, which these other teams seem to have more depth at one, two, three, four, where St. Mark's is top-heavy at the top with uh, Colmery as their number one. That's going to be a tough match for any team in the state to face Colmery, but in the state tournament, you got to win more than one game, so uh, not sure who's going to step up as their number two and three this year. All right, games of the week this week, and again, they're rivalry games, which will really be fun. They mean a lot to a lot of people. Sal's play St. Mark's, Cape, Sussex Central, DMA versus Con- Conrad. Awesome. Great week. Can't wait to see out the field. Not quite sure which game I'll pick as our, game, our fair or foul game of the week, but either way, it'll be fantastic, and I'll see you at the fields. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Fair or Foul with your host, Troy O'Neill. If you enjoyed this episode, have comments or ideas you'd like to share, we'd love to hear them. So send your email to Troy at fairorfoulpodcast.com or visit our website, fairorfoulpodcast.com. Be sure to join us again next week for another episode of Fair or Foul.